For the ones who work hard to ensure their crew can always go the extra mile. And the ones who get in early so everyone can go home on time. There's Granger, Offering professional-grade supplies backed by product experts so you can quickly and easily find what you need. Plus, you can count on access to a committed team ready to go the extra mile for you. Call, click Grainger.com, or just stop by. Granger For the ones who get it done. Hello, everyone. This is Scott Reichel, and this is the Betting Bay Area Podcast, and Believe Podcast. Now we're the Bay Area's number one sports podcast. Now we're the only place to show up for a team in the Bay Area and more. We believe in our teams. Do you believe? If you enjoyed the show, please subscribe and rate the show on iTunes. We're also available in Perfect Directory, Spotify, Google Play, Stitcher, Luminary, and TuneIn. You can find us at Believe.com and at Believe Podcast on Twitter, and you can find me personally at Reichel Radio on Twitter. On this week's show, we talk about the Golden State Warriors and some of their games coming up over the next couple of days from a betting perspective. Before we do all that, we're going to have a quick word from our sponsor. Football might be over, but the NBA and college basketball are still in full swing, along with some hockey, and the only place you should be betting on those sports is betonline.ag. I personally use it all the time. I know that I've been betting on basketball pretty much every single day, even during the NFL playoffs, and now with really no other sports left to talk about besides basketball and hockey, Definitely, you should look at betonline.ag. They have all the lines you could possibly want. They have first half lines, full game lines, player props, really everything you want. I use them all the time. They also cover awards, TV shows, and reality shows if you want to look for some props. And for some special, unique uh, options there, if you want to spend your money on, maybe, for example, The Bachelor, if maybe your significant other is forcing you to watch it, maybe you can have some entertainment by having some money on it. But either way... A bet online that AG has tons of props with real-time odds on almost anything you could think of, and of course, 24-hour online casino. Head to the website and, or use your mobile device to sign up today and receive your 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit. That's betonline.ag. BetOnline, your online sportsbook experts. Welcome back, everyone, to the Ben Barry Podcast here in the Weed Podcast Network. Now, before we end up going on break, we talked about what we were going to be uh, going through once again on this week's show, which is going to be the Golden State Warriors talking about some of their upcoming matchups, looking at it from a betting perspective and trying to see where the value might lie. But anyway, before we do all that, we're going to have a quick recap of what happened last week. Once again, pretty good week for us. We ended up going 3-1 and one, uh, on this show. We ended up losing on Friday with the Orlando game. Really thought that the Warriors would end up beating Orlando again. Giving up 124 points to Orlando is definitely not an easy feat because Orlando's offense is atrocious. But Vucevic kind of went crazy. And you end up seeing Orlando get the job done. Looking at some of the box score in that game and some of the team stats, Vucevic had 30. He was fantastic. He also ended up, uh, well, having one of the best games of his entire career because of the fact that Vucevic also had a triple-double. He had 16 rebounds and 10 assists, and that's why he's an all-star. So Golden State got torched by pretty much one guy, and that is why Orlando was able to put up 124. Now looking at the other games, they ended up losing the game after against Charlotte. Now, I actually kind of called this game on the head. Really got kind of lucky with my prediction, though, because I said the fact that since it's a back-to-back, it wouldn't surprise me if Curry sat the game out. However, uh, he ended up sitting the game out. He wasn't supposed to, but ended up getting sick during the shoot-around, and he ended up missing the game. And then you had the Draymond technical foul fiasco down the stretch, which ended up resulting in two free free throws to tie the game. And then Rozier had the game-winning jumper on Saturday. So not exactly the way you wanted the game to go for Golden State, but I said Charlotte would win, and Charlotte ended up winning the game. Now looking at the rest of the week, uh, Golden State turned it around, ended up beating the Knicks on the road by eight, which I had, and I also had them beating Indiana by four on the road, which I also had. So pretty nice day overall. Curry had the big performance against the Knicks at 37. Uh, he was very solid. Draymond had 12 assists, 9 rebounds. And then against Indiana, Curry really did not have an efficient night. 
Still with 24 points, Draymond with 11 assists and 9 rebounds. So Draymond's still doing Draymond things, and Curry definitely got some help from his team, particularly on the defensive end, give only give him 107 since Curry was pretty underwhelming efficiency-wise from uh, the floor. But either way, uh, pretty nice week for Golden State going 2-2, two and two, but we end up going 3-1, and one, and hopefully we end up doing well in this week once again. And for the first game we're going to be talking about, it's going to be on Friday. There is no game tonight. It's going to be Friday night between Golden State and Charlotte, taking place in Golden State, and that game will be taking place at 10 p.m. Eastern Time. And for this matchup here, we do have no spread, so it's going to be kind of guesstimation, but I like Golden State in the spot. Curry, of course, didn't play in the last meeting against Charlotte, and uh, they still almost won the game. Probably should have won the game if Draymond didn't lose his mind there, uh, getting two techs. So with that being said, Golden State now should have a healthy Curry, also has some of its big men back with Looney and Wiseman, and I think you will see a full-strength Golden State team, which you kind of have to get used to saying because that hasn't been the case for pretty much the entire season. I do think Charlotte will struggle, particularly on the inside with Cody Zeller and Biombo. They just don't have many big men. I think P.J. Washington's okay, but I think he's also a little bit undersized. I think Golden State should do a pretty good job on the boards, do a pretty good job defensively, and I think Curry will go nuts. So for that reason, I will take Golden State to get the job done against Charlotte. And other than that, though, small lean to the over. I wouldn't fully commit to it just based on the fact that the last game was so low score, but I do think Curry being back will definitely do a lot, and Charlotte has embraced a more fast-paced style of play, particularly with the Lamelo Ball in the starting lineup. So for that reason, I'll lean to the over, but I do like Golden State in that spot. Next, you have a Sunday night matchup. It's going to be a primetime matchup taking place between Golden State and the Lakers, and that will be taking place at 8 p.m. Eastern time. That will be on ESPN, so it will be a nationally televised game. And for this one, I like Golden State once again. Simply put, Los Angeles is a team that the betting markets still give too much respect to. This team without Anthony Davis and even Schroeder has been absolutely useless. And this team is losing regularly to the Wizards. It got killed by the Jazz the other day. Struggled against the Timberwolves in the first game without AD. They won anyway. But still, the Lakers without AD seem to be a lost cause. And Golden State, I think, does have enough personnel, especially on the inside, to take advantage of a relatively slow Marcus Gasol who probably shouldn't be in the league at this point. I thought he was washed during the Toronto-Boston series in the playoffs last year, and it turns out he still ended up getting a contract. I paid a decent amount of money to Los Angeles as the replacement for the Dwight Howard and JaVale McGee combo, and that simply just has been a disaster. Uh, Marcus Gasol plays about 20 minutes a game, a little bit less, and he can't really move at all, so I don't really know what his purpose is. And I do think Golden State has enough athletic uh, big men to give him some problems, especially in pick and roll. And I do think that should be a huge matchup that Golden State looks to take advantage of. Other than that, though, the Lakers really just have trouble scoring. You look at the recent results, they struggled to break 100 points without Anthony Davis and without Schroeder. And LeBron is kind of out there by himself. I mean, you're surrounding him with pretty mediocre at best, uh, you know, side pieces. You got Matthews and you got Kuzma and you got some other guys. Really nobody jumps off the page. And I think that's the main issue. I mean, you're giving Caruso a decent amount of minutes as well. The the issue with the Lakers is that they invested so much into being top-heavy in terms of having LeBron and Anthony Davis that this team supporting cast is still underwhelming. And I do think that since you're missing one of your best two stars, I'm not surprised that the Lakers have struggled. So I like Golden State here, especially based on how the Lakers have been performing lately. And I think they'll continue struggling without Anthony Davis moving forward. But Golden State is worth mentioning, since we already talked about Sunday, that is going to be a road game in the Staples Center. It's the first game of a four-game road trip for Golden State uh, on the West Coast, though, so it's not that much travel. But still, you have to wonder if the 
Uh, there will be a little bit of road woes moving forward, but I still like Golden State to get the job done on Sunday. And then you have the last game that we're going to be talking about, which is going to be between the Warriors and the Trailblazers. Now, will also be on ESPN on Wednesday at 10 p.m. Eastern Time and tel- nationally televised. Now, looking at this matchup, I actually like Portland here. Uh, I do think that Lillard and Curry have, I don't want to say a rivalry going, but they kind of should because of the fact that they're both in the Western Conference. Uh, Lillard... Uh, ended up losing to Curry, of course, in the finals and in, in the Western Conference Finals, and got swept. But these players are constantly compared to each other all the time, and I do think that Portland, despite having a lot of injuries so far this season to Nurkic and McCollum, and you know some other key pieces as well, Lillard's kind of put the team on his back. I know Portland's coming off of a loss that we saw a couple of days ago against Denver. Of course, that is you know a couple of days ago today, not next Wednesday, but still, I think Portland at home should end up. Uh, you know, pretty, getting pretty motivated for this game. I think Lord should play pretty well. And I do think that Portland does possess some matchup problems with Golden State. Cantor should dominate on the boards. He's an awful defender, but he's a really good rebounder. And you look at Covington, you look at some of these other wings, I do think they'll be able to shut down Oubre and Wiggins, and I think you'll see Portland do enough in order to win that game. So for me, I like Portland to get the job done against Golden State, and I do think that Golden State will struggle a little bit in that matchup, particularly from a matchup perspective. Uh, but anyway, looking at some of the stats for Golden State before we end up uh, wrapping up on the show. Uh, looking at Golden State, you have Steph Curry, of course, who's averaging a team-high 30 points per game and 6.3 assists, 5.5 rebounds. He's an MVP candidate. Is he going to win? No, because Golden State's record is not good enough for him to actually win the award. But still, Curry is definitely reminding people who somehow forgot that he's the best shooter of all time, and he's also the best point guard in the entire league. And I feel like people, especially with Golden State super teams, with Klay Thompson, and even with Durant, people kind of forgot just how good Steph Curry is when he's by himself. And he is a ridiculous basketball player. So Curry has definitely kicked it into another gear. Kind of flash, I don't want to say flashbacks to one of his MVP years, but it's pretty close to it. His his numbers are off the charts. Now looking at everyone else, you have Wiggins, who is averaging 17.5 points per game and 4.6 rebounds per game. Doing pretty well so far this season. I know it looked a little bit rusty early on, or looked a little bit ugly early on, but still, Wiggins definitely has picked it up. I know if you look at his recent games, he's pretty much a consistent 15-plus points per game score, uh, just based on every single game. I know he's averaging 17.5, a couple outliers in there. But still, you look at his numbers here, shooting 46.7% from the floor, which is about 2% higher than his career average. He is shooting about 6% worse than the foul line, which is a little bit interesting, but still... You look at his numbers here, Wiggins is averaging a career-high 1.2 blocks per game. He's been impactful on both sides of the ball, and he's been a pleasant surprise for me. I think that Wiggins has been, uh, I'd say, underwhelming his entire career. I don't think that's really a hot take. He was the number one pick in the draft. People thought he was going to be the next guy, and he clearly is not. But he still has found a nice role on this team, and I think that Golden State is definitely better uh, whenever he is on the floor for his defensive impact. But anyway, moving on to Oubre. Oubre's numbers are actually somewhat respectable now, averaging 15.2 points per game and 6 rebounds per game, which is, well, uh, close to being a team high. Uh, I know that you have to factor some stuff in with all the injuries, but as of right now, based on all people that have qualified, Oubre is the leading rebounder on the team. But you're looking at his recent results, pretty solid. 23 against Miami, 26 against Orlando, 25 against Charlotte, 19 against the Knicks, and 17 against Indiana. He's been playing pretty well. And you look at some of the numbers here, shooting 42.2% from the floor, which is not great, but he's a career 43% shooter, so that's basically what you're going to get. And his three-point percentage is 31.8 compared to a career 32.7. But if you remember how he started off over for about the first, I don't know, week, 
it's really not that bad. But anyway, looking at everyone else for Golden State, Draymond has been definitely a character, and he has potentially costed his team uh, costed his team some games. Uh, looking at his numbers here, 5.5 points per game, 8.4 assists, and 5.9 rebounds. He also had the controversial, you know, ejection against Charlotte, which lost in the game. He also chucked up that three-pointer from half court because he thought it was going to get fouled against the Spurs. So he's kind of been an issue at times late in games. He, I know he still has a ton of defensive value, of course, as he's one of the best defensive players in the league. But it's a little bit concerning uh, when you look at his points per game. I understand that, you know, he is not known for being an offensive threat. He's averaging 5.5 points per game. I mean, that's just atrocious. If you're going to be playing that many minutes, you have to at least pretend to stretch out a defense here. I mean, if you look at his career, particularly from the three-point line, he's shooting 31.6% uh, in his career, shooting 22.2% from the floor. I mean, from three this season, he's not going to be able to get it done. And if you really took look at how teams are guarding him, they don't even bother. They kind of treat him like old Rondo on the Celtics, where they guard him basically from the free-throw line down because they know he's not a threat to shoot at all. And that really kind of negatively impacts the spacing. Uh, Golden State has kind of managed to get by it anyway. But if Draymond hits a couple of jumpers, that'll definitely open up a lot more room at the top of the key, for example, right around the free-throw line, which is not available. But defense is kind of packing in, and Draymond's been the main facilitator. You know he's basically never going to shoot. So I feel like that definitely is something that teams are going to keep doing moving forward. I wouldn't be surprised to see Curry struggle a little bit more moving forward. You already have seen him struggle a little bit from the three-point over the last couple of games. But if Draymond is on the court and he's just not a threat at all, I, you might see teams continue to shadow Curry and double and do whatever they can to force the ball out of his hands. So that's something definitely to monitor moving forward. But either way, uh, looking at the matchups here, once again, just a quick rundown since I pretty much went through all the key players. I'll actually go through one more. I'll go through Eric Pascal, who's been pretty good, averaging 10.1 points per game, 3.3 rebounds. Pretty solid sixth man for this team. Wiseman as well. Uh, is finally back, averaging 12.2 points per game, 5.9 rebounds. He has been a very solid uh, rookie, and I do think that he has a lot of development he needs to work on, particularly with his decision-making offensively, as well as some defensive rotations. But for the most part, Wiseman's been a very solid rookie, and I do think getting him back uh, on the within the regular rotation will definitely pay dividends for the Warriors moving forward. But once again, I'm going to do a quick recap of the three games that we're going to be covering or that we just covered for this week for Golden State. It's going to be on Friday, play Charlotte at 10 p.m. Eastern time. I like Golden State to get the job done in that one. Also slightly lean to the over. Then on Sunday, they play on the road against the Lakers. I like the Warriors in that one. I simply have to keep fading Los Angeles. This team is awful without Anthony Davis, and I cannot back them anytime in the future. And then on Wednesday, uh, they end up playing against Portland on the road on ESPN. I like Portland in that spot. I think it's a pretty good spot for... Um, Portland to take care of business, and I do think that Portland will be motivated for the spot. Pretty interesting resting situation, though. After having two separate back-to-backs uh, last week, you have a matchup on Friday, a matchup on Sunday, and then they're off until Wednesday, which I do find pretty interesting. So traveling shouldn't be an issue to Portland, but I am a little bit concerned of a little bit of a rust situation, having a couple of days off there. But anyway, I like Portland in that spot, so I do think Golden State should go 2-1 and one this week, which should help them move up the standings a little bit more. But anyway, that's been the installment of the Ben and Barry Podcast here at the Wood Podcast Network. Good luck to all of you and your respective best today. Bye, everyone. Without the ones like you who work tirelessly to keep things running, everything would suddenly stop. Hospitals, factories, schools, and power plants, they all depend on you. 
No matter the weather, emergency, or time of day, you're the ones who get it done. At Granger, we're here for you with professional-grade industrial supplies. Count on real-time product availability and fast delivery. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. You know when you're listening to a true crime story that has an unbelievable plot twist that makes you stop in your tracks? That's what our podcast, People Are the Worst, brings you with each episode. I'm Rachel. And I'm Rebecca. We're identical twins who love true crime cases that make you say, didn't see that coming, and we hate the people responsible for them. Listen to People Are the Worst now on Apple, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts.